What's up, everyone? This is Race to the Finish, and we're here with a- another episode. And I'm bringing on my friend uh, from college, and one of my first friends I think I made, yeah, <laughs> like all the way uh, back at John Carroll. You heard us bring up that damn school so much uh, on this podcast before. And so uh, you should be familiarized. If you're not, John Carroll University is a, is a school out in Cleveland, but you know, I made a lot of friends there. So um, I would just want to bring on Tyra. Tyra, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Tyra. I go by Tyra West because I used to be a avid Kanye West stan. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, you know, pull it back a little bit in my adult years, but <laughs> um, I'm still known as Tyra West. Uh, as Carlos said, I went to John Carroll University. That's where we met. I was a social major, philosophy minor. We were just talking about that a little bit. And from there, I've just become a whole totally different person. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm now a full-time nanny, which is like the best job in the whole world sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have my own podcast called High Notes, which is kind of like, uh, it's, it's hard to explain but it's a comedy podcast in which i force my um guests to come on and get high and then just yes random conversation <laughs> um but i'm very excited to be doing this podcast because i haven't recorded in a while so it's like good to like get back in the groove of it no for sure like i i put down like my podcast for a while uh and so now i just do it like whenever i have time yeah. but you like you know, like it gets exhausting having to like be on a schedule all the time and then like uh, editing know, I, the shit. Like, I was doing a really good job doing weekly episodes. Like, even if I was like crunching it in, like I didn't care. It was easier when things were shut down, but when stuff opened back up, I had to go back to work. And right. then so I worked two jobs. So that's already like I'm at work from like 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. So there's literally no time for me to record, basically. And then I just had like a lot of guests that were like backing out and that made it mm. difficult to try to last minute find someone else. So I was just like, you know what, I'm going to take a break from it. And then, you know, COVID got worse. And <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's needed though, because it's a stressful, yeah. it's like a stressful process having to like, you know, because then you get like, you accumulate like a little community, right? That like people like right. listen to your stuff and they always want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And you want to be able to hold on to it, you know? I just had someone DM me today, like, oh my gosh, I'm a big fan of your show. When are you going to put up a new episode? And it's weird because I don't think of it like that. Like, I'm just like, like, I just, like, I feel like I just do it just to do it. Because one, I love talking and I just, <laughs> I don't know, I've always wanted a podcast. I'm a, I listen to podcasts more than I listen to music. And oh, wow. Yeah, like when I'm driving anywhere, I'm listening to a podcast when I'm in the grocery store, like anything. But that kind of was like, I don't know, it was like a little push for me to get back on the road. Oh, yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Work. So, uh, like, I feel like um, a lot of people like our age, like our not generations and stuff are all picking up a lot of projects to do. So, like, you know, you and I have picked up podcasting and... I don't know. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a testament to like our evolution as people. Right. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. mentioned that you are not the same person as you were in college, you know, and how you changed. Like, so you want to expand on that a little bit? 
Yeah, so um, I guess I would have to start with just kind of my family dynamics, not to like make this a long thing, but it's- No, you're good, we got time. (laughs) (laughs) It's important. So I grew up in the suburbs, two family household. And of course, when people think of that, they think of white picket fence, you know, that I just had everything that my little heart could desire, but that's not the reality of it. Um, my dad was incarcerated most, not most of my life, but a huge chunk of my life. Um, then when he came out, you know, my parents tried their best to give us like a normal living, but it's, it's not, it, life can never be normal. Like, Mm -hmm. no one lives a normal life, no matter what. But, um, my parents wanted us to have what they didn't have. My mom, she got pregnant in high school. And I mean, my mom has a master's degree, so but she got it in her 30s, you know. So yeah. she was, my siblings and I to have a traditional lifestyle. We lived in the suburbs, and we went to college and got married, had kids. So, of course, they really pushed for us to go to school. My eldest brother, no offense to him, <laughs> uh, <laughs> eight years to graduate. He partied hard and failed a couple times, but he did it. Um, me, I went through all four years, but while in college, I suffered from depression. I ended up um, getting like anxious and being diagnosed with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't know, like in college, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I just thought that's what the way of life was, I guess. Like, I thought college, you're always tired, you're always moody, you're always stressed. But that's not real. Like, that's not a normal thing. And the thing about me is that I'm actually, like, a really good student. So, like, I went to Case for a semester for my master's. And every assignment I turned in, I kid you not, I got 100% on. Like, I'm really good at school. I know, right? But I don't like the element I don't like like the institutionalized part of school the structure it's not for me I'm more of a go with the flow type person Mm -hmm. like all these deadlines it just made my anxiety worse and worse and my so after my actually I didn't even finish my first semester of grad school uh literally got 100% in three courses my other two courses I was so depressed that I couldn't get out of bed I just ended up not turning in two of my finals, which ended mm. up making me fail the class. Um, subsequently, I dropped out of school. I had a full-time job as a social worker for two years. I quit that job, and I literally was just at the lowest point of my life. Like, I wasn't working. I wasn't taking care of myself. Things started getting, like, really, really bad, and I kind of, like, hit, like, a really low point, like, couldn't pay my bills or anything. And then um, when I got to the really low point, I'm like, I don't want to live like this. Like, yeah, <laughs> more to life than this. Um, and I think part of it was that I realized for so long I had been living the way that my parents wanted me to live. And like, I never wanted to be a social worker. My mom was a social worker. She kind of forced it on me. I never wanted that career. So when I came to that like realization I was like 
okay, I need to start living for myself or else I might not be here anymore. Like I'm going to probably like die for real. Yeah. So, um, I decided to start living for myself. And one of the first things that I did was, so, I mean, I had to first get back on my feet. So I started working like this part-time job at Best Gyros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like not making any money, but I was like, I need to do something with it. I don't care what it is. And from there, I mean, this is just so weird, but from there I ended up getting this job at a call center, doing like uh, at like a insurance company. And that kind of got me back into the field of like working every day and right. at that job that was the most money I had been, I had ever made at that point in my life and so I started saving it up and then I started getting kind of uh, bad at that job well not bad but they just started annoying me and someone so my best friend she has two kids and I used to go to her house and like play with her kids and her mom said, you know, you are, like, naturally just so good with kids. She's like, I've never seen these kids sit, like, I mean, not quiet, but, you know, play with someone continuously for six-plus hours. She's like, maybe you should, like, think about doing this professionally. And I'm like, huh? She's like, like, be a nanny. I'm like, what? I never thought about that. Uh-huh. So I looked into it, and I found a family. And from there, I've, just, I've been a nanny for almost two years now. And it's wow. literally the best job ever. Um, but also during that point in my life, just, I went through a transitional stage where I started, I guess, letting go of past conditionings and habits and started forming new ones. So I got really into astrology first. Mm -hmm. Um, no, first I'll say I got into astronomy I just became super obsessed with learning about space. And I've always kind of like been into like horoscopes and stuff, but right. learning more about astronomy got me into like deep astrology, like being able to like read natal charts and uh, just even like, I don't know. So then from there, I got into spirituality, um, which for me is not it's kind of like a little bit of everything. Like I don't have one ideal or one like set of ideas that I follow. It's kind of like a little bit of something from everything that I like (laughs) just combine it together. I was raised Baptist Christian. So like I still refer to what I believe is a higher power is God, but I'm, I don't believe in organized religion anymore. I haven't been to church in, I think, five years now. I don't think I'll ever go back to church. Mm-hmm. Um, I still pray, but I also manifest. I also meditate. I also do yoga. Um, I, again, still, like, I'm very heavy into reading uh charts and figuring out how the planetary alignment configures with everything that's going on and I mean I know a lot of people don't believe it's real but at the end of the day the position of the planets is a factual scientific thing yeah I mean, like it planets do like, position themselves yeah. yes <laughs> I mean, so like a conspiracy theorist and believe that the sky is like people say like a holographic imitation <laughs> But that there's aliens hiding in the clouds and shit. Yeah. Yes. 
that's a whole different story. But um, <laughs> we could get a conspiracy theory. Right. <laughs> I know. Well, that could have. That's really what we could have talked about too. Because my dad is like the biggest conspiracy theorist. True. Like he believes Stevie Wonder is not mine. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let me tell you. Like okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. I really want to get back to what you're saying, but like you brought that up. Like I have friends or friends and like in safer heights and stuff too. Like there are like a couple, it's a meme. They meme about it. Like it's not like they're really serious, but they're like, yo, I'm telling you, Stevie Wonder's not blind. And I'm like, why are we talking about this right now? Yo, like, it's crazy because I saw a video about it recently and I'm like, my dad has been saying this my whole life. I kid you not. Like he's just like, it's no way that you have this much money and you don't correct your eyesight but i'm like i mean if that's his way of living maybe <laughs> okay yeah yeah because it's well there's some like blindnesses that are like you can't cure right and then there's some that you can to a certain extent Probably, yeah i would uh, yeah but yeah. <laughs> I, that's funny though because you just reminded me of that like like there are people that are saying that right now and so um <laughs> but what were you saying you were talking about like we we're talking about like the planets how you got into astronomy and stuff yeah, so or astrology. Like, I um check. So I have like six different apps that are astrology nice. based. But one of my favorites is uh Astro World, I think it's called. I only like that one because their chart is kind of interactive and you can change it and like you can compare the chart with your natal chart, meaning like how the planets currently are lined up with how the planets were the day you were born mm-hmm. and so i mean to go to a whole nother set of ideas like sure. astrology so again i know a lot of people don't believe in it but i mean there's a lot of things that can't be proven that people believe in so mm-hmm. pick the one you want to pick no yo yo <laughs> speak to it speak to it really you know? <laughs> i don't feel like that's the reason to like shame or deny no that beliefs like but of course you're gonna see that um but anyways so each planet has like a different energy and represents so they call it like ruling powers basically Mm -hmm. like for example um mercury is the planet of communication which is why you probably hear mercury retrograde all the time Uh. so Scientifically, when a planet is in retrograde, it appears to us on Earth that it's traveling backwards, but it's really not. It's just kind of the way we're rotating. The planet might be rotating slash the way it's just revolving and our revolution. Like, it's just a lot. So it just appears like it's moving backwards. So when a planet is in retrograde, typically whatever its ruling power is, is kind of like reversed or mm. messed a little bit. So... Since Mercury rules communication, when Mercury's in retrograde, communication is off whack. A lot of technology messes up. Oh, okay. Um, so things that typically happen during Mercury retrograde, packages get lost, cell phones break, computers break. You might hear from exes slash Ooh, a long time. Yeah, I miss you texts. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. So we just left a Mercury retrograde and then there's this thing called the shadow period that's usually about 15 days. It's just like kind of, you can feel it still looks like it's a retrograde, but not really. It's kind of moving back uh, normal. And so during this past shadow period, I actually had a friend reach out to me that I haven't spoken to in 
um, like eight months. Mm. Yeah, like a bit falling out and she like apologized to me and I was like, wow, well, look at that. <laughs> Damn. Say it finally worked out in my favor. <laughs> I Murphy retrograde kicks my ass usually, but this this time it was it worked out, I guess. <laughs> so it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. It's just the opposite effect type of shit. Yeah, I mean, typically it's I mean, bad things can happen during retrograde, but not always. And then if you know like what to look for, you can kind of so like example like I said your you might packages can be lost it's just best to like do pick up <laughs> right. so your uh, I mean I don't know each, each planet is different too like uh, Venus is the planet of love so like when Venus is in retrograde it could like call for breakups and mm-hmm frustrating love lives but it can also call for like adventurous dating and stuff like that so it's not like always bad interesting yeah i think uh you brought up like a couple points that like i definitely like relate to uh and i like just to like like offer like my own perspective i think like growing up so you said you so this is where i guess i'll start is you know, you said you mentioned how you like grew up in the church and stuff, and like how you were going to church and, and all that. And same thing with me. Like I was, I was raised uh, Catholic, and so there's a lot still like to this day. Like there's a lot of Catholic guilt, like in um, like whatever I decide to learn about or 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 to talk about or even beliefs that I stand up for. Like there is always like that thing inside me, like oh, like, you should feel guilty about this. But then, like, my head, I just, like, that's stupid. Like, that's just how you were conditioned. And, um, you know, but I I definitely do, like, relate to what you're saying is, like, uh, when you said, like, you know, you can't really, like, prove or disprove this. So it's, like, it's not not grounds to denounce somebody for what they believe in. And um, I think I've come to the understanding, like, how that kind of, not to, like, go on our little rant, but, like, it – um, how I've come to understand that, I was like, well, I was in high school, there was a book called Life of Pi, and it was also a movie. You, you heard of it? So, yeah. It's it's just about this kid who, in India, who wants to practice, like, all, like, not all the religions of the world, but you know what I'm saying? I've heard about that, yes. Right. And so when I read that book, and I'm like, dang, like, who could be so brave to write this? But, like, <laughs> but I'm like, wait. What? And so, like, I, I, must be, I must be, like, really closed off. And so I really, really liked that book. And that started this whole journey. And I went to college. I got really into philosophy. And it gave me – because I was always a skeptic. I was always a skeptic about church, about religion, about spirituality, about every all of that. And um, I just always asked questions. And so by reading that book, it started something. And then when I got to college, it gave me the vocabulary to describe it. And it just pretty much, pretty much like in a nutshell, uh, without using like fancy vocabulary, philosophy, bullshit, like, like it's just that, you know, you can't really prove or disprove anything. And so like, who's to say like metaphysically or, or just, you know, beyond this world, like who's to say that like one is right or one is wrong. Like then you're living life as a wager and that's kind of whack. You know what I'm saying? Like just do what you do you and like live your life. You know what I'm saying? So I just want you to be assured that like, I'm taking like your words and and really like, 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 how how can I say this? Appreciating him. And like, I'm learning, I guess I like this stuff. Um, you know, after hearing that, it's just like, there's layers to it. It's not just like horoscopes though. Like that's, that's like real complex stuff. 
Yeah, so it's it's actually like math that's involved and like trying sure. to know how to read. Uh, I guess like be kind of have to be like uh, into geometry too because a lot of like reading the charts is figuring out the angles. So mm-hmm. like each angle, like the way that the planets are lined up. So like if it's a ninety degree angle, they call that. I mean, a square, but like they'll say, <laughs> just, just for example, like it'll be like Jupiter is in square with uh, Neptune if mm-hmm. they're like this together, like on a chart. But I mean, there's other ones too. <clears throat> but knowing like those degree angles, each one means something different. So like, I mean, I'm not going to get all the way into it, but like <laughs> depending on how much of an angle is strengthens the relationship between the planet and their uh, powers, I guess, with one another. Right. But I mean, it's like a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely surface level people. I know a lot of people just think it's like horoscopes and like like love matchmaking, but it's like Mm -hmm. much more like much more to it than that like one of the apps that i have like even goes as far as to say like today don't talk to your mother because <laughs> like on her chart this is what's going on with her and she's gonna be angry so you talk to her <laughs> i know people that take like everyone's you know their their sun their moon and their rising logging into their phone and log it into that app that must be the app Cause like if it lines everything up or something, I have many apps, but that, yeah, I have a couple that do that. Um, time passages is a good one, but yeah, you can like compare your chart with other people's charts. And I man, I think it's helpful for the most part. Like there's been times that I've like, I mean, to me, I, I don't typically like do day to day compare charts, but like, there's been times when I need to have a tough conversation with someone or I need to reach out or Mm -hmm. even just like overall patterns of life. So like, you know, should I, I mean, this is just an example, but like, should I go get a new car? And then you can read your chart and your chart will say like, today is a good day for fortune, for wealth, for happiness. So you could be like, oh, yeah, I'll go get a new car. But then if they say something like, don't spend any money today, today is a bad day for making, like, big decisions. Yeah. Then, so I would do things like that. Um, I'm also into numero- numerology and tarot, but not, like, as much as astrology. Um, I was low-key into numerology, like, <laughs> a low-key, low-key, because, like, I kept on seeing numbers, like, in a pattern all the time. And I'm yeah. like, why do I keep on paying attention to these numbers all the time? Mm-hmm. And and I just crossed paths with numerology, and I started low-key reading about it and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so, like, my ex-boyfriend was actually, like, really big into numbers, and he kind of, like, got me into it. Like, he was just like, you never see the same numbers all the time, and they're, like, following you. And I'm like, I mean, I guess. But I'm like, I mean, is it significant? And he's like, well, what's the number that you see constantly? So I, I see 1024, which is my birthday all the time. So he's like, well, that's called your angel number. Like, look it up. And I looked it up and it, it was like this whole description. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. 
And from there, like, obviously, I mean, this is just psychology. Once you're, once you notice something, you're going to continuously notice it because right. you're more consciously aware opposed to when you weren't. <clears throat> so once I started paying attention, of course, I started seeing it more. But it's like weird things that happen. Like, um, I have two debit cards right now. Both of the expiration dates is ten twenty four. Isn't that weird as hell? Mm. <laughs> like two different ones. Um, like I'll get like I don't know. Like I like playing Uno on my phone. I'll win and like get ten twenty four coins. Like I don't know. This is like little stuff that I'll see it all the time. And then from numerology, I started to get into tarot readings. Mm. And so like, oh, I mean, I forgot to say this. This is like what really pushed me into spirituality. I forgot this part of my story. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> um, so like before, like right when all that bad stuff was happening to me, I had went to New York and, and just for like shits and giggles, my best friend and I went to see a psychic. Because we were just walking and we seen it and it was like $10. We're like, hey, why not? As soon as we walk in, she points to me and she's like, you're a model. Now, for preference, I do model now, but at the time I didn't model. So I was like, no. And she's like, no, but you have the name of a model. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my name's Tyra. She's like, I knew it. I'm like, damn, yeah, take my money. Like, <laughs> let me. <laughs> So she did a palm reading for me and I'll never forget everything that she told me. Like I know exactly what each one of these lines mean. And like, she just kind of told me like one of my lines meant that I like had one past life. And in that life, like I found my soulmate and I was very happy. But then she's like, this path means you came back. And she's like, most people who like find their soulmates don't come back again. She's like, you're stubborn. <laughs> then she was just telling me like all this other stuff, like, like you'll have another soulmate in this life, but it won't be in the form of a lover. Like it could be a friend, a child. And then she told me like all these other little life paths and things that were going to happen to me. Like she was like, you're going to get into modeling. And she told me that she's like, right now you're in a, profession that you help people I say yeah I'm a social worker she said yeah that's not gonna last <laughs> oh, dang. and she did tell me like I see you being maybe a teacher or working with kids ended up being a nanny and it was just crazy like that she told me all that stuff but I mean now looking back I'm like whoa like she said a lot of true things but at the time you know I of course I gave her the ten dollars and I just walked out of there like I mean that was kind of weird but but then I started like like, when the things started happening, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, this lady really, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much I can really believe in psychics. Like, a lot of the times, I kind of think that they're bogus. Like, I think a lot of people, not that being a psychic isn't a real thing, but I think that mm-hmm. a lot of people take advantage of people and take their money. I mean, that's just the world we live in. But... right. That lady to me was legit. That shit was crazy. And once some of those things started coming true, that's how I started like looking more into uh, like being spiritual. So anyway, that's how I kind of got into tarot too. So once I started practicing numerology, like tarot and numerology are attached. Um, for people who don't know, tarot is, um, I wouldn't call it psychic. It's the cards, right? It's cards. Um, there are a set of deck of cards, and each card has a different 
numerical meaning. So again, that's why it plays into numerology. Each number has a different meaning from zero through nine, with the exception of 11, 22, and 33. And then the cards also have uh, different subcategories. So like there's swords, there's, I mean, but then you, have, I mean, it's kind of like a regular deck, I guess. Like, I don't know, I'm not going to get all the way into it. But anyway, yeah. you kind of just draw, I mean, it depends on how you do your tarot readings. The way I do it is you kind of draw upon spiritual forces, spiritual realm. Some people do it towards the universe. Some people call upon their ancestors. Kind of just do it the way that makes you feel comfortable. Uh, depending on the type of tarot reading you do, you pull a certain amount of cards. Um, it's kind of like, I guess, blessing the deck, you could call it. <laughs> uh, and then from there, you pull a certain amount of cards and you read the cards, which... Um, again, each card has a different meaning. And from there, you align the cards. Some cards you might want to put upside down, meaning they have the opposite meaning of what they should mean. And you kind of just give someone a storyline, I guess, uh, of whatever question they ask. So I haven't done a lot of tarot readings, but um, I try not to do too many of them because I mean, it is like calling upon, like, <laughs> like, uh, um, like the spirits. Yeah, like I mean, just like a, I don't want to say a darker force, but like a um, outer worldly force, I guess. <laughs> Metaphysical force, I guess. Like, yeah. I, and I don't, I don't know. Personally, I don't believe it's something to take lightly. Like, I don't think. Me neither. I mean, it's kind of like a Ouija board. Like, you want to, like, just play with a Ouija board for fun. And, like, I feel the same way about tarot. Like, and a lot of my friends will ask me, like, can you do a reading for me? And I'm like, but then they don't really want to know anything. Like, you know, they just kind of want me to do it. And so, like, a lot of the times I'll offer them, like, an uh, astrology reading instead because that's, like, easier uh yeah i try not to do too many serial readings but i have done uh, at this point maybe like 20 of them and um i mean people seem satisfied i've have had i've had some that were like scary like this one girl asked me like what did her like what is what was gonna happen to her within the next year or two and she had like a lot of her things were fertility, being a mother, womanhood. So I'm like, it seems like you're going to have a baby. <laughs> uh, and then, like, two months later, she DM'd me, like, hey, I'm pregnant. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so, like, when stuff like that happens, I'm like, that's kind of cool. But then it's not like I can – it's not causation, though. Like, you know, it's not – Oh, okay. Like, I don't feel like because I read this tarot card, you were pregnant. It could have just been a coincidence. I don't know. Maybe I don't have enough faith in my craft, but that's why I don't do it a lot. <laughs> I, says, I remember I was sitting on a plane. I was coming home from Texas. Yeah, I think it was from Texas. And there was this, 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 this little girl. She was like 18 years old. And so she was sitting at the, at the aisle seat. And there was just dude that was sitting in the middle seat. And I was sitting in the window seat. 
And I'm just sitting there just trying to, like, watch my movie on my phone or whatever I was doing, either playing Nintendo or something. I just was minding my own business. Right. And, like, it was just awkward. Because, you know, when you sit next to somebody on a plane, like, like if they're talkative, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> like, please leave me alone. Like, I'm just trying to chill out. Right. Um, but if you're cool, like, I'll talk to you. So, obviously, I was, pre- I was really being, like, really dismissive. Like, I was just like, just leave me alone. I'm tired. And But the dude in the middle... Uh, started talking with her. Mm-hmm. And then they started talking about, like, random stuff. It wasn't, like, I hate small talk. I <laughs> really do. Like, it makes me so uncomfortable. But they weren't talking about small talk. They were talking about, like, music. There are all these interesting things. Turns out that the dude in the middle was um, from, like, he was at PAX South, which is, like, this bi- video game expo that I was also at. So I had joined in the conversation. So anyways, those details, they don't kind of, they kind of don't matter. Anyways, the the girl, she was just, like, do y'all want a tarot reading? And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Cause like, cause like I, I had that thing. Like I, I view it as kind of like, um, like a Ouija board almost too. So like, I don't want to invite those bad forces or bad spirits into my, into my life and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, wait, so like, where did that mindset come from? And I think it is because I, of like my, my, my Catholic uprising and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I kind of want to start getting into uh, like c- talking about like how spirituality and, and belief systems and such like can lead to feeling peace. Right. Like we used to talk a lot about like stress, you know, post-grad stress and such, but how do those things provide peace to us in our lives? And um, I would say just quickly, like for me, just kind of, um, you know, I guess like freeing myself from like a belief that like, held me back. Because I'm like, while I still will like go to church with like my family and stuff, like I'm not, there's only one God and you know, there, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, because who am I to say to someone who's Muslim, right? They believe in the same God, but you know what I'm saying? Like different belief systems or to somebody who is, who is Buddhist or Hindu or anything like from like a Catholic framework, like technically I'm right. You're wrong. I'm going to be saved. You're not going to be saved. So I'm like, I'm not abiding by that anymore. So I'm just going to like, you know, pull a life of pie and just like acknowledge everything. Like, it's just kind of like, it's all valid to me, I guess. And, and so with existentialism, I think that's the code that I live by because I'm not necessarily thinking about a purpose. I don't believe that there is a purpose to life. I think that we develop our own purpose day by day and whatever happens in the end happens, I guess. But um, you know what I'm saying? And that weirdly enough brought me peace. Like, I think acknowledging like my own responsibility, my own actions. And like, I make my life what I want it to be brought yeah. me peace in my life. Whereas before I'm just kind of like, I was always stressed about the unknown. And so um, that's how I've kind of changed, like going from like pre-college to, to college, like, and then now. Um, but I'm also interested to know about like how, like your spirituality brings you, brings you peace and such. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is that um, for me, being Baptist, uh, even at a young age, okay, so first of all, I got baptized when I was like five, Mm -hmm. so I have a choice in it. It's like, you know, my parents decided it for me, and I mean, obviously, in the Black community, church is like very important, especially like I mean, 
early in our history, religion meant a lot because it was a way to communicate with one another. It was a way to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Network, I guess. But I think that as a generation and not even just within the black community, I think that as a generation, millennials are kind of stepping away from religion because we are finally at a place which I know <clears throat> please don't twist my words <laughs> it's not perfect um, I know that racism discrimination homophobia transphobia etc 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 isms obvious all of that <laughs> all of that it still exists but I think that we're finally at a point that it's kind of like, um, there's more acceptance for sure. And going for me, like going to church, I just always feel like an outsider. Like, you know, I don't get the point of waking up early to hear someone talk about, we don't accept gay people. Right you shouldn't be having premarital sex. Mm. Like, I used to sit in the pews like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to hear this. And yeah. then my church that we went to was, like, super strict. Like, you shouldn't celebrate Halloween. That's the devil's day. It's like, mm. no, it's not. And, I mean, and that's, I think, for me, that's part of what made me branch off from religion is because it's just, like... It's just ignorance in, in some of it. Not every person who is religious is ignorant. I know, th- I know this. But the ones that I came encounter with were. Like, it's just so simple to go and Google what Halloween is and how the history behind Halloween and how it's not anywhere near devil worshiping. <laughs> right. And then, I don't know. So that, and then my church was just messy, like, like the same people who came to church on Sundays like had kids before they were married and I'm just like so like you know not to judge anyone but then at the same time like yeah you guys judge and I'm so I'm like really big on energies and I mean I think that's like part of like doing yoga and stuff and I recently have been reading about like being an empath and oh yeah which I sincerely think I am because I pick up on energies like to the point that it like impacts me. So like part of being an empath is that you don't like being in large crowds of people. Cause I would never like call myself a introvert. That's not me. I get energy from being around other people, mm-hmm. but also the energy has to be right. So like going to malls, Going to museums, aquariums, amusement parks, like just anything with large crowds of people, I can't do it. Even clubs. And it's so crazy because it took me so long to realize, like, every time I would go to the club, I would just be so exhausted. Like, after being there for, like, 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, my gosh, why am I so tired? (laughs) And I used to think, like, maybe because it's late, but then I'm like, no, if I'm at home, 11 o'clock isn't late. Like, why am I so tired? And I realized it's because I'm picking up on all of these energies and it's draining me, like literally just draining me of my energy. And then 
things like that, like clubs, the energy is so off because, of course, like alcohol is involved and whatever other drugs people choose to do. (laughs) And then it's kind of similar in church in that for me, at least going to the church that I went to, um, the energy would be off because there's a room full of people who, as you said, are kind of hypocrites, which don't get me wrong. I'm not calling myself perfect at all. But at the same time, I'm also not going to scream in people's faces faces and tell them what's right and what's wrong. And then I'm not Mm -hmm. practicing what I'm teaching or I'm not believing in what I'm teaching or whatever it may be. That's why I chose to go a route that I'm going to live my life the way I want to. I'm not going to judge others by the way they live their life because, like, my mom still goes to church every Sunday. That's on her. Um, we tend to disagree on a lot of things, but I am able to walk away and say, that's what you believe in. That's fine. That's not what I have to believe in. She doesn't agree. She thinks I should believe what she believes. She doesn't understand why after growing up in the church, basically more than half of my life, how I could just, I guess, abandon it. But it's like, again, I don't want to sit somewhere where they're telling me everything that I stand for is morally unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Like, I will never judge another human being by who they choose to love, how they choose to identify themselves when they walk out the door, how they were naturally born, the skin that they're in. Like, how can you sit here and <laughs> say all these bad things, but then say that you're righteous because you don't do these things? Right. That makes sense to me. And then also on another level, and this actually came from going to John Carroll and just being a philosophy minor, I don't believe that the Bible is real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to offend anyone. Again, believe what you want to believe. Again, sure. I believe in astrology. There's a lot of people who don't believe in astrology. That's fine. I don't believe in the Bible. I think it's a book of... Uh, it's like folk tales, basically. Mm-hmm. And I there are teachings from the Bible that I still practice to this day. But at the same time, like I believe Jesus was a real person. I refer to the Jesus I believe in as historic Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the Bible Jesus was a real person. I'm sorry. I don't think that there was someone who turned wine to water and made loaves of bread and fish and whatever (laughs) but I believe that there was a good person named Jesus who walked this planet um and I think that the bible just kind of over exaggerated what he did but I think that if that is what people want to believe in to give them hope throughout their day that's fine but then I also don't think that you should force it on other people I don't know. It's just weird to me when I'm on Instagram and people say, like, I can't believe you guys are listening to this music. You're going to, like, God doesn't like this. You're going to go to hell. And I'm like, but everyone doesn't believe what you believe in. That's weird to me. Like, I would never say that. (laughs) I don't know. I just wish more people would just take in, because I guess that's my biggest problem with religion. Like, for some reason, they think it has to be, like, uniformed. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about spirituality is that it's your individual journey. Right. And if you are focused on being a better version of you, it's going to reflect in the world. 
opposed to Baptist Christianity, it's like we have to come together in order to make the world a better place. But then you're like harassing people, <laughs> like right. forcing your beliefs down other people's throats. And I don't think that's right. But again, that's what people choose to believe. And I'm not knocking them. I just won't be a Baptist Christian. Right. And, and I feel a lot of the things that you're saying too is because um, I do, I, I acknowledge the Bible is like one of the most important books in history um, because I mean, it's just, a, it's a collection of books all compiled into one. And, and, but I think a lot of the points that you point out, you know, are the way that I think a lot of Christians and Catholics like point the figure at other religions and say like the same way that you speak about like the Bible is the same way a lot of Christians speak about every other holy book out there. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. but I'm not trying to knock you either because yeah. I know that you aren't knocking the belief but I'm yeah. saying that like other people are like, I'm saying other people do that with the intention of knocking the belief by yeah. saying that like, oh, well, I'm superior and I'm going to be, you know, they may not use the words I'm superior, but they are saying that uh, by association by saying I'm going to get into heaven and you're not. And so I agree with you, though, like the, the whole like uniformity argument is like, you know, we could talk about how religion is a colonial tool you know, forms to like, you know, keep people in line with a certain belief system. And yes. so, um, like, yes, there was a dude named Jesus. And I think he was a pretty cool dude. And I would love to sit down and have dinner with him sometime. I think that would be amazing. And, and so like, it, there, and, but at the same time, there's also a dude named Buddha one day, you know, that that was, uh, well, Buddha isn't a religion, like, you know, he had a belief system. Well, it yeah. can't be a religion. That's kind of like ignorant for me to say because I know that I've like there are there are like religion. Anyways, I'm not trying to get into all that. But <laughs> it can be a religion, but um, you know, and there's all the all these belief systems and all these good things that do come from religion, right? So who right. am I to say that like, oh well, you didn't exist or no, nah, you don't matter. Like this person matters more than it's not really up for me to say. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, but I do think that a lot of a lot of these feelings come from um you know the church and and maybe like other like religious institutions but mainly the catholic church i would say mm -hmm. but christianity is also as a whole that that is imposed on you know non-western cultures or like people who are who don't originate from the west yeah as a way to point the finger and say like oh voodoo or oh that's devil practicing or oh you know what i'm saying like no that's it's all spirituality at the end of the day i think about um i think i said this on the show before like there are a lot of uh like um caribbean folks who practice santeria and it mm -hmm. was like a it was like a mixture of like indigenous african you know spirituality practices and with like catholicism and mixing mixing it all together but then of course the catholics are going to be like well no that's like that's not allowed and such. And, and, you know, the, the fucking, um, Christopher Columbus dude, like <laughs> comes over the, the ocean blue and points a finger at all the indigenous people and says like, they're savages. And a lot of, because of like the way that they practice beliefs and it wasn't Christianity. They, they use Christianity as a way to colonize the earth. So, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I think that's the way that I look at it is like, you know, I, I, I look at things from a historical perspective and then how could I just be like, like, how, how, am, how am I going to continue to perpetuate that colonial structure if I know that at the end of the day, 
whether or not, you know, the religion is true or not, at the end of the day, the structure of the church has killed millions of people. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry I mean, if that was like a, a rant. <laughs> no, no, no. Everything you said, I agree with. And I think that organized religion in itself has kind of become, uh, I don't want to say problematic, but it kind of has become, just like you said, this sort of war zone that, I mean, even if you just know the history, like like you said, the like uh, colonization of Christianity, how they, I mean, even for black culture, like how they use it to basically teach Africans that this is the way that you're going to be free is if you follow these sets of values. And from there, Christian, I mean, you know, African slaves, black people started adopting Christianity as a hope system. And then it just became part of the culture. Mm -hmm. But the other thing I was going to say was, have you ever watched A Good Place? No, never, never seen it. Um, I think you will like it. I like recommend it to pretty much anybody I talk to mm-hmm. about religion. Um, my aunt and I were just talking recently because she was asking me why did I stop going to church? So she was like one of the first people of her siblings. So this is my mom's sister who started going to church. And from there, like everyone started going to church. So for context, my great grandparents owned a, owned a church in Cleveland like to the point that the upstairs of church they lived in, like, so my mom and her sisters went to church frequently. Then they got older, they kind of stopped going, kind of like me. And then my aunt in her thirties started going back to church, the Baptist church, and then that led to my mom going to church, and then their other sister. But anyways, my aunt was just saying how recently she's been going to a non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, well, how does that work? <laughs> and she was just telling me kind of how it's, uh, she, she said she feels like it's more like a spiritual experience. They don't really teach out of the Bible, but it's kind of like lessons from the Bible, I guess. I don't know. It, the way she explained it, it kind of was intriguing. I don't think I would go, but I could see how, like, she, Basically, the things that I was saying that I don't like about the Baptist church I was going to, she was like, oh, no, they they would never speak ill of people who are considered uh, deviant or people who belong to the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. But anyways, I was telling her about The Good Place. So it's a show, stars Christian Bell. Um, the Fonz, <laughs> what's his? I don't know his name or like. I, uh, I know who you're talking about though. No, 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 not the Fonz. Where is what is that guy's name? I don't know. Anyways, uh, basically the storyline is that Christian Bale, she's the main character. She dies and she goes to what is called the Good Place or mm-hmm. what thinks is the Good Place, but not to ruin the show or anything. Um. Down the line, something like four seasons long, episodes are like 20 minutes. It's so quick and easy to watch. But down the line, what they start to realize is that people aren't getting into the good place because of the way that society is now. So like one episode, they point out how in the 1800s, you could pick flowers for your grandmother 
Oh, it's like a point system, and you could get like eighteen hundred points for that. But now, in like twenty nineteen, you send your grandmother flowers through like one of these floral agencies, and then you lose points because they use pesticides, and then they use like slave labor, and then you didn't actually pick the flowers yourself, and, and it's like right. this app is capitalist, and then it's like sending flowers to your grandmother now becomes a negative thing, but. Part of the thing that I love about that show is that they explore the notion of like heaven and hell through different, like a different lens. And so like, personally, I kind of don't believe in hell. Like, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. It's not weird to me. We could, we could talk about that like real quick too. Like, I guess I do believe that your soul goes to another place once you die. I don't believe that there is a hell that you will die and burn eternally. Suffer forever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think that that's the case. And that's what I like about The Good Place is that they do explore that topic. Um, but one of the things that they bring up is that you shouldn't live your life trying to be good to go to the good place. If that mm-hmm. like yeah. you shouldn't, your life shouldn't be I'm gonna do this and this and this because that's gonna get me into heaven because then it's disingenuous. You're not being a good person because you're a good person, you're being a good person for a reward. You know, right. and then to counter that, to say that if someone does something bad, they're going to hell is just the same argument that you can't make a mistake because if if you do, then you're not a perfect human being. So it's kind of like, what's, I mean, I hate to say this, but then it becomes the argument of what's the point of living? Like, yeah, I, that's where you get into existentialism. Exactly, exactly. So if I can't do good without it being selfish and I can't do bad because I'm not supposed to, then what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And that's, I think, my core problem with Christianity, baptism specifically, because again, that's how I was raised, is that it's this notion of heaven or hell. But then also with baptism, it's like, but if you pray and you ask for forgiveness, all's forgiven. So I was like, okay, well, let me go be an ex-murderer, serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> and then sit in my jail cell and say, well, you know, I fucked up, but hey, here I am. So I think that that's why I had to step away from religion and I had to kind of adopt that. I just need to be a good person to be a good person. If, I mean, this is just in my own head and I'm not recommending anyone else do this, (laughs) but I just don't believe that there is heaven and hell because if I do, then again, I feel like my intentions aren't pure. I want all my intentions to be pure. I want everything I do to be because one, I want to do it. And again, that's another thing the good place ex- explores is free will. What do we really have control over opposed to like uh, assigned destiny and stuff? But I want all my intentions to be pure, meaning I believe in free will, but um, also, I want to do everything knowing that at the end of the day, I want to be proud of myself. Like, I don't want everyone else to judge what I'm doing. And I mean, people are going to judge. It's just human nature. But 
I guess kind of just thinking like, or not thinking about it, but just, I want to be at the end of the day, be satisfied with myself. And if I die tomorrow, I just always, every day I live and think, will I settle and will I let my soul rest peacefully knowing what I did today was beneficial to me, to the energies around me, to the people who surround me? Have I said something today that can impact another person's life? So, and this is like a silly thing that I do, but if I can, or if I'm like up late tweeting, I try to make my last tweet something for somebody to take away because I could die in my sleep. Yeah. (laughs) And I want whatever my last words were to be something that somebody can take with them basically. Right. And Again, I don't know. This is just the way I live my life. And I know it's kind of like macabre, <laughs> like to like constantly think like, oh, I could die. <laughs> I mean, but I'm not thinking about it in a bad way, though. Like, I don't know. I don't I won't say I don't fear death. Like death is an interesting topic topic to me. I think that especially within like Western world, we kind of make death this like terrible thing. It's, scary thing oh don't get old don't when you die again I think it, part of it is like the heaven and hell thing but right I don't know I guess I, I embrace death like I, I don't know like I not not even like I want to be remembered but I just want to make sure that whatever I do is again which is just with good intention I feel that. I definitely do feel that. And, you know, I want to even acknowledge, like, um, a couple of things that you said. And, you know, also, like, I mean, there are also, like, a lot of brilliant, like, brilliant religious people out there. And one of them is my godfather. And he's always been kind of different, though. Like, he's not, he's a priest, actually. Weird, right? Um, Like, like for me to say all these things about that my godfather is a priest. He's like my grandpa. And he's honestly probably one of the most special people in my life and um there was a point in my life like right before i was gonna go to john carroll like everyone in my church oh he's going to a catholic college oh my gosh and like my the priest was like like really wanted me to become a priest mm-hmm. and i'm like no and, and this is while i was religious and so like, I'm like, no. And, and everyone in the church, like, you know, a lot of the prominent people, like people that see me grow up like, in that community, like started doing the whole thing. Like, oh, well, God's watching you. This is God's will. You better do this. You better do that. And I'm just kind of like, no, at, at that point, I'm just like, no, this, this literally cannot be real because I don't want to do this. Yeah. But the one person that never told me to do that was my godfather. And so like he is a philosopher, I would say he's a philosopher first, you know, I mean, he's very much a priest, but he's also like a huge philosopher. And he brought up one day, one of my biggest things is like, you know, being scared of like, Oh, am I going to go to hell for thinking this way? You know, by being a skeptic. And he's, he just told me, he's like, I don't believe there is a hell. And I'm like, what? Like, what? Like you're a priest. Like, how can you say something? He's like, well, you know, to me, I just think it's, it's symbolic. Like, you know, like if you die, like, yeah, I do believe that my soul goes somewhere at yeah. some point but you know it's the emptiness of not embracing something in your life like that's the feeling of hell and then you would just be like kind of left out and i'm like all right well i can see what you're saying and yeah. so um there's also a lot of like brilliant you know uh like 
religious people that have done amazing things in this world. I've talked about them um, many times. Um, but that's just one thing that I think we all need to pretty much acknowledge is just like, we have to be flexible as people and trying to like, you know, funnel everything into like one hard belief system. It's like, I think it just goes against our, 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 our nature as people. You know what I'm saying? Like we are like, we have, we're outside thinkers. Like we have to do, um, we have to like have a diverse way of, like practicing spirituality or bringing like peace to our lives. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like how I see it. Um, But at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I really don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to bring that up because you brought up like heaven and hell. And I remember like having a big conversation about all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. And again, this is just how I live my life. I'm not telling anyone this is the right way to live, obviously. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know. I mean, other than what the psychic told me, I haven't died before. <laughs> oh my gosh. You brought up parents too. And like, I got into it with my parents. My dad's a little bit more understanding, but my mom won't have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm not like, I literally tell them like, if I'm in church, like I'm not, going to say like the night i never do i don't say the nicene creed where it's like it's like the thing like in the church when they said there's only one god or there's only one church the holy church and the apostolic church and i'm like what like there are christians that practice but then i've gotten it from christians too like, like i've gotten it from christians like oh well like you're and i'm like dude like all this fighting back and forth about what's the right way to worship jesus i'm like i bet you if jesus were here and i'll be like what are y'all doing like Yo, we have talked for a while, but like, I, I do want to bring this up. I do want to bring this up as the free will thing. Like, I don't know. Um, I can only speak from like my, like my Catholic viewpoint, but um, a lot of people, a lot of people in the Catholic church believe in like God's will, meaning that like everything is predetermined, you know, whatever happens in your life, it's all pre-written in God's plan for you. Yeah. And that has always made me uncomfortable. Like that has made me uncomfortable. It's just like, what's the point of living? Like, you know, like if I'm just like, you know, I guess to carry out the plan, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, hmm, like everything is already predetermined. That means like, I don't actually make choices. So I, I can say that now, but like when I was younger, I didn't have those words. So it just used to drive me crazy. It just, it would just make me really anxious all the time. Cause I would think about that. And when I went to college, um, when I went to college, uh it was brought up in class it was my existentialism class they brought up like free will versus determinism Mm -hmm. and it's not the first time i've heard about these terms i've actually heard about it in a stephen hawking uh uh, documentary or whatever it was on the science channel and they brought up determinism and that like drove me crazy to the point where i shut it out but then it came up again during um school and i remember just thinking like like is everything predetermined because then I wasn't thinking about from religi- a religious aspect. I was thinking about from like a physical aspect because Stephen Hawking pointed everything out and said, like, you know, your thoughts, your decisions that you make are all a, re- are all a chain reaction from the first action, which was the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. Everything can be explained by physics. And I'm like, no, there's no way. And so I remember all the anguish I felt as a kid is because I felt like I was going against God's plan. But now, like all the anguish that I'm feeling now, or not now, like not anymore. I know what my beliefs are now. But like then, like while I was in college, all came down to, um, you know, really like an actual philosophical argument of like, do I actually have choice? And mm-hmm. so I feel like 
and I remember that whole process being very painful. Like I remember having like, like anxiety attacks, like, mm. like to the point where like I just fell asleep. And it's because that whole unlearning process of what I always thought to be true, because I was, I was a believer in free will. Now I'm more of like a libertarian, like right smack dab in the middle, like I, up between, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. but to get to that point, it was very painful. And so yeah. when I hear like those conversations that I have with my parents, right. Or having, you know, hear about your conversations that you have with your ma, like, I can only imagine like if, if people their age were to start to depart from their belief system that they had for years, right. It could only be a painful process, at least, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I just thought that was a point that I could bring up. Like, you know, I think it comes to a point where people just kind of accept what their belief system is and it would be detrimental for them to leave it behind. Whereas like, instead of making like smaller changes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I agree. And I mean, I've already accepted that, um, one, I don't think my, I mean, both of my parents, my dad, he doesn't actively go to church, but he still believes a lot of what he was taught. So weirdly, my dad, like, was raised in a Catholic church, and then he was, like, converted over to, like, Christianity. But he, like, both of them, just some, of I, like, constantly just butt heads with them about, the things that they say and how I'm like this is so insensitive this is so problematic like how can you believe that we are God's children and that we are all loved and can be forgiven but then you like bash everyone that you don't agree with their lifestyle including me but mm-hmm. <laughs> I get told my parents constantly about the way that I live and, and I mean I don't do anything crazy but like I don't know. It's just, it's, it's kind of hypocritical because, again, I already explained at the beginning my parents' life choices and paths, and I'm like, oh, so now you're holy. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all is good now that you're an adult and have yeah, kids, I feel it. you know. But I agree. I am kind of in the middle. Um, I think that I think that there is a beginning and there is an end for everybody. And I think anything in the middle is up to you, I guess, basically. Like, I think that things that are supposed to happen to you are going to happen. Nothing happens, or I guess I should more so say everything happens for a reason. Nothing doesn't happen for no reason whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But I think that whatever path you end up on is your decision. So, I mean, I feel like, for example, if in your past you're supposed to have a kid at 35, no matter which way you decide to do that, it could be like 17 different paths for you to have that, to come to that decision, and you choose the way it's going to be made. I feel that. But my computer is on 6% too, so this is the the last, okay, there you are, I see you now, this is the last thought I'm going to make. No, you're Uh, good. I was just saying that I think that, you know, that we all have paths and that you can choose which one you're going to take. But at the end of the day, whatever, like what's supposed to happen is just going to happen, I guess. If you watch Lost, that's also another good show. The Good Place and Lost, those are like two shows I definitely recommend because Lost explores like predetermination opposed to free will. Mm. It's, It's 
good show. <laughs> cool. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It was a long one, but I think it was very fulfilling for anyone that may be looking for answers or maybe just wants to challenge themselves a little bit. But I really appreciate um, you coming on to the show, Tyra. It was it was awesome. And also thank you for, for your contribution to like Black Testimony as well. And so... Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. No problem. But... <laughs> Um, yeah 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 it's all good and so um what was i gonna say uh yeah so you can if this is your first time listening to the episode you can listen to it wherever you find your podcast and uh don't forget to uh follow us on uh, whatever our socials are but um but yeah and so we'll see you next time whenever i decide to make another episode but thank you again tyra and uh i hope y'all have a good day adios